Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything, from the streets to the peaks. DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed, developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys on this lovely Monday morning for yet another episode. Thank you guys for rocking me in these mornings. I've gotten some pretty good feedback about the morning check-ins, and one of the biggest feedback, or sorry, one of the biggest ideas that I received regarding feedback to how I do the morning shows is on Monday to start with something a little more light. I was jumping right into uncomfortable conversations first thing Monday morning, and people were driving to work, and they were like, yeah, this is deep, bro. I listened to it, but then I was at work. I was either mad, or I was happy, or I was confused, or I was not able to concentrate on my work. So I was like, my bad, dog. I'm glad you appreciated the episode. Glad you listened to it. So I will make that adjustment. But today, I do want to talk about something that I've done in the past that I'm, I really love doing and that I'm really passionate about. It's travel. Now, here's what I do want to say. Back when I had first gotten to Taiwan and I had first started traveling, right? So really think back to your very first travel experience, whether that's you driving a car somewhere or that you're taking a flight somewhere or heck, it could be you jumping in the car with somebody and them not telling you where you're going or thinking you're going one place and then going somewhere else. I don't know about you guys, but my mother always said we were going to one store and we would leave at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. And then by 7 p.m. when we got back home, we had gone to every store in the Chicagoland area for God knows what reason. And, and it was like an adventure. It was like, oh my God, we're going here now, here now, here now. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Get me food, et cetera, et cetera. I've had a bunch of those. But yeah, just really think back to your very first travel experience, right? Now, if you, most of us for our first travel experience, we don't really plan them. We don't plan those trips. Those trips are planned by someone else. We go based on someone else's recommendation. We're going with our family, our parents, our friends, our school. Like my first trip out of the country uh, actually was to Egypt and Africa, where my school planned a trip for us. Um, and, you know, I looked at the time, I looked at the itinerary. I knew the things we would be looking at. But, you know, Wi-Fi and the Internet wasn't as readily available. I didn't see pictures beforehand. I couldn't research the language and things like that. I kind of just had to go based off what whatever my professor said. So. My first travel experience, uh, when I think about it, um, what was it, 13, 14 years ago, really was a surprise, right? Like, it was really planned for me. Um, I was kind of just following along, hoping that everything went well. Uh, And to be honest, that was the most stress-free travel experiences I've had. Because those for us, those of us who plan or enjoy planning uh, or who have a job that involves planning, which I think is most jobs, you know, like even working at a restaurant, you have to kind of make plans, know where your seating charts are. Like it's it's difficult to do. Um, know that travel planning is stressful. 
it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. Uh, it's frustrating when you have to make sure that flight times align when you're traveling with multiple people. Like it's frustrating when you do things like that. It's frustrating when you're trying to book tickets for something, but you can't do it online. They're not answering their phone or you book tickets and you get there and it doesn't work out. So travel planning is in and of itself a stressful experience. Traveling, especially as the world has changed, is in and of itself a stressful experience, right? You have to make sure your bag is a certain weight. Then if it isn't, when you get to the airport, like mine has been countless times, you have to take things out. You have to put on 17 layers of clothes to make sure you're under the baggage weight. Or if you're in a hurry, you end up paying $100 because your bag is overweight. And you're like, dang, I could use $100 on something else instead of having this heavy ass bag. I mean, so there's so many aspects of travel that are stressful, right? And it's usually the before you leave part and the as you're going part. The once you get there part, usually if planned right and if, you know, doing something that is stress-free and leisure, because most people travel to relieve stress. They don't travel to add to the stress. That's why you saw uptick or there's so many trips that are all-inclusive because people are like, oh, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to have to worry about where I go when I get there or look up maps or figure out how far this away this place is from where we're going to be staying and if it'll fit into our, our itinerary. Like that's a lot of planning. And you know, when I first got to Taiwan, the, I, my first trip I took, you know, to Thailand and Cambodia was actually planned by someone else. His name was Brad. I always shout out Brad on the podcast. I think he listens. But um, uh, by Brad, who's an amazing travel planner. He enjoyed that part. He enjoyed looking up flights. He enjoyed planning where to go. So I didn't really, when I first started traveling, have to do that. And then, you know, it started stressing Brad out the more people that started going. When it was just him, easy. Him and I, easy. Him, myself, and another person, easy. But then when it's four or five, six, seven people, and then you're trying to keep everyone's interest in mind, you're trying to coordinate everybody, people are like, oh, I don't want to sleep here. I need this and I need that. It's hard to drive them crazy. And I would help. And I started to be more involved because I was good at coordinating people. Not necessarily plans and where to go, but I'm good at corralling. Sorry, I take that back. I am good at coordinating plans and where to go now. But then I was better at coordinating people. And I knew my role. I was like, my role isn't to be deep in the coordinating process the day to day. Right. I have big picture ideas. I can bring people together. I can get them to focus and understand on what goal we're trying to reach here. That was me. I'm that kind of planner. I enjoy doing that part because I'm good at communicating with people and asking the right questions and not wasting time talking about things that aren't important to the bottom line. Right. That's what I was good at. Uh, so I started helping with that. But then it wasn't soon because, again, I traveled to 50 plus countries while I was in Taiwan. But it wasn't soon that I realized that, man, I don't really like doing that for a lot of people either. <laughs> I can do it. I don't mind doing it. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. But I was like, ah, it takes a lot to plan these trips. So then we kind of transitioned into, and this is building up to something, guys. So hold on, buckle up, gonna get there. Then it started transitioning into, hey, let's just let's just book a flight and figure it out when we get there. Like really, it was like let's book a flight. It was two things you need before you travel, in my opinion. The two biggest things: you need a flight. And you need a place to stay. Now, if you're wondering if I ever flew somewhere and I didn't have a place to stay, the answer to that question is yes. Did that in Hong Kong? Terrible, great experience. Terrible because you realize when you're young, you think, oh, I could party all night. I could stay up 24 hours. No, uh, jet lag is real, even if, even though Hong Kong was 45 minutes away. Um, yeah, it was like, uh, it was just, it was a lot, right? It was just a lot. Um, jet lag is real. It caught up to us. We got tired uh, and we made it to like four or five a.m. We were walking around with people partying and then we ended up falling asleep in a McDonald's uh, upstairs. 
and didn't know if we can do it or not. Didn't even order any food. Uh, yeah, and it was crazy. And then we got up, we walked around, flew back, and slept for a day and a half. But I, long, anyway, <laughs> so we started uh, just literally just packing up and going. Just, all right, I'll do the, someone else will do the flights, and then I would do the hotels because I care about accommodation. And then, you know, we would just go. And we say, you know what? Make a night itinerary, figuring out what to do. That's not how we want to explore. We want to, like, walk around, talk to local people, follow a flyer. You know, I don't know you wouldn't do that in America, for those of you who are residing in America. You wouldn't do that in most places, honestly. It sounds kind of dangerous. But, you know, we were like, man, we're men. And sometimes we travel with women, but it was always, you know, we, we kept a, we kept it even, like evenly, you know, proportioned because as you know, traveling as a woman, specifically a black woman or any woman in that matter is, is difficult. It's hard. It's dangerous. You have to, got to keep your head on the swivel. Uh, you got to be safe. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we would just do that. And then we ended up having some amazing, crazy adventures. Like, of course we would look up maybe one or two things like, oh, where is the party area? Where are the good bars? Where are the good restaurants? But we would literally figure it out when we got there. And that's when we discovered the resources that most hostels have, taking advantage of the wholesale concierge and talking to people about, you know, just talking to people like, hey, wh- where would you go tonight? What would you do? And that's where, you know, always sit at the bar came from because bartenders know a lot. They hear a lot. They interact a lot. But it's in specific bars, not in those high end bars where bartenders are just mixing up drinks and they're charging you thirty dollars a glass. Right. Not those. The hole in the wall bars, the hole in the wall restaurants where. It's not too busy, or even if it is busy, the bartenders make it a point or the hosts make it a point to interact with you. They want to get to know you. Um, and even in hostels and hotels, like talk to people at the front desk. They probably know where the least expensive things are anyway. Because, you know, when you travel, you kind of fall into that hole of just following where the money is, even though you don't realize it. Like tourist traps are real. They want tourists to go to certain places and do certain things. That's a real thing. And it makes sense for every economy that you're a part of, right? They want you to go to these places and do these certain things. So, eh, 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 want to save money, didn't want to do that, navigated and gravitated toward doing something different. And it was amazing. It was a great experience. And I say that to say there is a company here in America. um, And make sure if you ever use this company to say you were referred by the Black Expat black expat podcast couldn't say my own podcast name doing live shows not editing it out but yeah like make sure you say you reference by me but it's called pack up and go the website is actually packupgo.com like they do just that but everything's a surprise and you don't find out to the morning of three hours before your flight or if you're doing a road trip before your road trip, if you're doing a staycation before your staycation, what you're doing, where you're going, and where you'll be staying. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds crazy. How much does, how much does this cost? You set your own budget. Of course, there's a minimum. Like, you can't, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you $300. I want you to get me from Chicago to California. No, that's stupid. It's not going to happen. You're going to walk there. You're going to take the Greyhound because still, that probably won't happen but you know like within a reasonable budget you can do a thousand dollars if you want to go anywhere just know where you've already been right and it's all a surprise um and you know you fill out a questionnaire of course and you answer all these questions like where have you been before which is important if you don't want to go to the same place in case you have a bigger budget um you know things you're interested in um you know what what you preference more? Do you want to relax? Do you want to be active? Do you want more activities? Do you want more leisure? Do you want to just be by the beach? Do you want to be on the pool? What kind of food do you like? Like all the typical things that a good travel agent like myself when I used to be one and now I am one again, um, used to do or would do for you. Put all that in and then bam, whenever you want to leave a month, two, two months, weeks later, you wake up one day and it's all there. Your flight ticket, how you're getting there, where you're staying 
activities that are already pre-booked or pre-planned for you, non-pre-booked or pre-planned activities that you can sign up for on your own. So, excuse me, there's still an element of control there where you can select the things you do, but there are some pre-selected things that fit your interests because you said that you're interested in them that you'll do when you arrive as well. Now, just imagine that. I know for some people it sounds stressful. It's like not knowing what I'm going to do drives me crazy. I need to know. I'm a control freak. If I don't know, I'm going to be, I'm going to have anxiety. And that's fine. It still can be for you. You just have to, it'll be a good way to practice letting go and to anticipate something. Oftentimes people who, you know, who want, are really controlling and want to have control and power over everything. They don't like, they need to practice and work themselves into anticipating things again. Like, right? Like surprises, but good surprises. Like not bad work or accident related surprises, but good surprises. Like, oh my God. I'm from Chicago and I've been to all the East Coast and I went to pack up and go. Again, it's packupgo.com. And I went there and they they end up sending me to Denver. I've always wanted to go to Denver to do these crazy things. Or I ended up in Santa Fe. Never even thought I would be there. Sounds like an amazing place. Right. So I mean, it is an amazing idea, but like think about it. Could you do that? Would you do that? But again, and this is just for exploring America. There is something for international travel that I used to do and I am willing to do. But with the pandemic, it's hard to pan anything international for anyone other than yourself, to be honest. But if you're in America, if you're even thinking about visiting from whatever country you're in, I think about that. Imagine traveling in from Australia, getting off the airplane in California or New York, and then you have a package for a seven day trip planned for you, like your first seven days. Like imagine the and then you can spend the rest of that time, those seven days planning the other seven days of your trip, right? It actually eases travel for you, eases your mind. It's like, you know what? I'm going to pay $1,500 just to have the first week of my trip planned, done. Now I have a week to just chill, relax. Everyone, Everywhere I'm going is planned out. My, tr- my plane tickets are here, yada, yada, yada. Now I'm just taking a part, I'm, I'm a part of the experience. And the, and the beauty of it, even if you're not flying from Australia, you're flying domestically in America. The beauty of it is the the hardest parts are already taken care of. So even if you don't like the activities that were planned or whatever, you have the power to change it, but you don't have to worry about where you're staying or how to get there. You can be on the flight researching. You can you know, be on the, in the Uber to the hotel researching. You can be at the hotel researching just what to do, but where you're going and how you're doing it is already planned out. So I just want to throw that out there. Again, I've done this, uh, but I've done this traveling to other countries where, you know, you have to research the important things. Do I need a visa? You know, how, how much does it cost to get around? What's the currency exchange rate? You have to know those things. But, you know, I've gone to different parts of Thailand and done this, a place I was kind of familiar. Like in America, you're familiar with most things, right? If you're American, you're familiar with things. So going to a different city is just figuring out what to do. It's not necessarily adapting culturally to something. But I've done this in Thailand. I've done this in Hong Kong. I've done this to places to outside of Asia that I've never been to. We did like a week-long road trip in New Zealand where I didn't plan anything. I was just riding along with a local there and again, everything was a surprise, but we could change things and it was, it was flexible. It was malleable. So yeah, like really think about that. I think you guys know, as I've talked about several times, life is short, right? Life is short. You should be living adventurously. You should be experiencing things. And with this, with this pan, what this pandemic has shown, uh, hopefully you've kind of held on to as well. Um, is that, man, there's no time like the present to do whatever it is that you want to do, whenever it is that you want to do it. So yeah, you know, my advice, check it out. Um, as I talked about in my previous podcast, if you don't want to do it this way, go ahead and explore a different city, explore a different place, uh, do things differently, challenge yourself. 
live adventurously. Yeah. So again, as always, y'all, thanks for checking in with me this lovely Monday morning. I'm about to get to work. I have a busy day ahead of me. I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing week. Uh, And try something new. Do something new. Step outside of your comfort zone. Live adventurously. Check out packupgo.com if, you know, you want to have an experience like this. And also check out my website, the Black Expat Podcast Network, and become a patron on Wednesday. I'm going to talk to you guys about some business stuff. I'm sorry, not Wednesday, Friday. About some new some new ideas I'm floating out there. See if you guys may have someone who's interested in joining me. All right. My name is Carl, the Black Expat. We out, chill. <laughs>